Hello and welcome to the Heresy Lodge. I am your host, Dylan Cooper, with the Council Coast. Gavin Franklin. And guys, we are here this week to review Mark of Kauth, the anthology. Kind of. It is an anthology, but it's all centered around one theme. Yes, which is the fucking Ultramarines and Wordbearers. And uh, we talked a little bit about this last time. We've both finished the book now. Uh, it's in a rough spot. It's yes. in a rough spot. Yeah. And we talked about, too, like, I don't even know, like, where a better place would have been. Mm-hmm. Too many Honest. Ultramarines and Word Bearers, back to back to back. But but we, we're about to, we can get into that. Um, but before we do, yeah, we got a couple things to cover. Yeah. Yes. So, as always, guys, talk to us. It's fun. Get on our Discord. It's a, it's hopping. It's weird. It's a good time. You can join that by going to our Twitter at Heresy Lodge. It's pinned to the top. If you can't find it on there, you can email us at theheresylodge at gmail.com. Also, feel free to critique us, whatever you want to do. Just shoot the shit. We accept all, all forms. Also, if you feel like you want to give back into the podcast, we have tips enabled on our Twitter. Feel free to do that. Everything that goes into that goes right back into the podcast, whether it's going to be for the tabletop or us sitting here shooting the shit. Um, on, if you're on the YouTube, like and subscribe. I think that As, covers it. Is I the basis? think so, too. We should know our things better, but I think so. Yeah, it's been over it's been over 100 episodes now, right? Or somewhere around there? No, around episode like 60-something. Oh, we're getting there. We should know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Every single episode has had its own alcohol, and today we both have brought a separate one. We did. So we are remote, which means we get to mix things up. I am drinking Asahi Breweries Limited Super Dry Asahi Beer. It's Japanese, I believe. Ooh, interesting. Um, That's pretty good. Is it super dry? No. Oh, actually... Wow, my my brain. I don't know. Japan's number one selling beer, Asahi, product of Italy. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Is it so, made in Italy, but they it, really love it in Japan? I think that's what that means. <laughs> it's like oh. the, there's some random local brewery in Italy, and they're, they're sitting there one day. And the Japanese love this. Pop, we're, <laughs> we're gonna go out of business, Pop. I, I don't I don't understand how we're going to market to all the Italians. Well, well, sir, <laughs> I say we take it straight to Japan. <laughs> the Japanese <laughs> just loved it. That's very weird, but it's I mean, it's good. I I like this a lot. It's got to be I'm just very confused. Right. That's like the complete opposite side of the world. I mean. It, kind of, yeah, that means like they would have to make the beer and ship it out to Japan. And then they're like, yeah, we enjoy this. They can't like, I don't know. I don't know of any Japanese beer. So maybe Italy's even has like Japanese, like kanji on it too. So that's weird. Wow. I'm flabbergasted. (laughs) I was too. Cause I was like, yeah, it's Japanese beer. Then I read the product of Italy and I was like, wait a second. This doesn't compute. Am I okay? Am I looking at the right thing here? I've only had three sips of it. <laughs> I am drinking a mead. 
Mm, uh, I got this for Christmas. I'm drinking it out of the mead horn, of course. It is a raspberry mead by Sh- Sh- Chaucer's. That's probably it. C H A U C E R apostrophe S. Chaucer's, maybe? We're in conundrums. We're conundrums with our alcohol. <laughs> I got this. Um, this is from California, uh, and I got this from uh, for Christmas, along with the mead cups. So it's kind of cool. It's a good nice. time. I just love mead. Yeah, it's just, this is a pretty good mead. It says to serve it chilled. I haven't drank it chilled. I've been drinking it completely warm. I don't know why I haven't chilled <laughs> it, but. It's not the best meat ever, I think, personally. It's, it might be better cold, though. Yeah. And I think it's more wine than it is mead. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's wine just with sweetened with honey. Well, no, because this is a mixture of, of mead and wine. They advertise it as a mead, but if you look on the back, it's it's mead mixed with wine. Interesting. Like, it's, it's honey wine, mead, mixed with raspberry wine so Interesting. yeah kind of weird but there we are that's the alcohol that was very confusing yes now that everyone's minds have been blown <clears throat> let's blow them some more first story Charles Verbis. we've covered this in the preview so we're probably not going to go too far into depth but it's by guy haley um guy haley writes a lot of short stories he Did you bring your notes with you I did not. I didn't. (laughs) I knew everything I needed to know this time. Um, Basically, the story is all about Erebus splitting the Anna theme that was used to kill Horus um, into eight shards. Now, this is where I think the book really took a turn for the worst. I really thought that this book could do some really cool shit. If it just followed those eight paths and each of the story was about how the anatheme got to a certain place, would that not be like interesting? That would be a lot more interesting than what we read. Because mm-hmm. even like when you read like the story anatheme, like start to be like I know we talked about it, you're like, oh it's definitely not the same one. I was like, I just had forgotten about it. I was like, huh, that's interesting. This starts on Terra. And then it goes here and then here. I was like, how the fuck do the intersects or whatever the hell they're called? Yeah, not the same one. And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's not the same. <laughs> yeah, so just to clarify, because this is a point that is very frustrating to me in this book and the series so far. An anatheme is, like, by definition, if you Google it, it is like a ceremonial blade, essentially. So they called, instead of, like, calling the sword that killed Her- Horus, like, a name, they just said, oh, it's an anatheme. God, it's <laughs> fantastic. Because everyone has one. There's even a sentence in this book that's like, there's thousands of these throughout the word marriage. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, great. How did Fabius Bile get one? Or, like, I don't know. Maybe there's not communication. It looks like Fabius Bile had the whole sword. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> so confused. It's so, And we know Fabius Bile references that it killed Horus. So it's like, what? is happening with this sword like it's in multiple places at the same time and uh i don't know it's just very crappily done the anatheme story yes so 
They, they should have gave it like a real fucking name. Yeah, if they just gave it a real name, it would have been better. Because I think what's happening is like you have what's I think what's gonna have to happen is the story with Fabius Biles and a theme, we're just gonna have to chalk it up to, well, that was like a different anatheme. <laughs> but if they would have said like Heartbreaker, would have been like, oh, fucking like Blade of Nurgle or some shit. The Blade of Nurgle. It's like, well, Cap Fabius has the Blade of Nurgle, Erebus. So how are you breaking it into eight shards? Yeah. <laughs> kind of seems like that He's was a, a writer hole. And now it seems sus. like it's a writer hole, but we can't confirm. <laughs> Because they're just using this kind of, in my opinion, it's a little bit of a weak narrative to just call everything an anatheme problem solved. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Just give us something to work with here. Yeah. So then we move on to the Graham McNeil story, how that was. So this book, it was good, and it started to confirm my beliefs. So if we remember from the fallout of Calth, there were... Three main word bearer captains, and all of them were in the story, the Shards of Erebus, which actually took place before Kalth. You have Fedro Fell, Hall Belloth, and Sixer. What's his name? C X I R. Yeah, Xer, Zyre. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And basically, what happened in no, no fear is Sixar died and they used the anatheme to kill the demon that became Sixar or whatever. Like it was uh, Samus, actually. Samus. Sixar became Samus. I am Samus. Uh, and here we have Federal Fell and Malak Cartho. So basically the whole thing is you're having an underground war now between the Ultramarines and... The word bears. And I think they put this story in a good spot in the book, like close to the beginning, because it's like, okay, let's set the scenario for a majority of the books that are to come, right? So it's about Ventanis, the main character from No No Fear. And now he is fighting the word bears. And there was nothing about this as far as Ultramarines goes that really stood out to me in any way, shape, or form. All I know is, like, after No No Fear, all the books just randomly start saying No No Fear fucking constantly. They do say No No Fear. <laughs> and I'm just like, God damn it, why do we keep having to read this? <laughs> this line. So, nothing like crazy stood out to me. Basically, what's happening is all of the citizens and the ultramarines are living in certain cavern systems, and a lot of them are disconnected from each other. Some of them are connected. Um, which doesn't seem to be... It says that a majority of them are disconnected. And that doesn't yeah, seem like I mean they're trying to like also block some too. Yeah, so the ultramarines are blocking them. Don't know why. Um but one thing becomes very crazy about the word bears in this fucking planet. It's so crazy. They're killing themselves more than the ultramarines are killing themselves. <laughs> they really are. Like <laughs> we need some sacrifices. Let's just kill ourselves. Yeah. So but this is what happens, right? Federal Fell has some sort of factory going on. And Hall Belloft has a group of people with his, like, chief librarian, which did come up in in, uh, No No Fear, but his name is Malak Cartho. 
Now, Malak is becoming like really fucking crazy, and Habeloth is getting really annoyed of him, but the Chaos Gods are speaking to Malak. So he's like, oh, I'm becoming more powerful. The weird word bearer, like, I'm in, pa- in power now with the gods. It's very yep. weird. Um, so Malak gets his hands on a World Eater virus bomb. Yeah. So it's and just chilling. He's like, unprotected. Yeah, he's like, oh, Beloth, why don't you come with me, a Terminator squad and a Dreadnought, to the top of this tower that has somehow remained alive during Cal's destruction. And we'll, uh, I want to show you something. Come here. I want to show you something, pal. Let me show you what's going on. And Ventanus this whole time is way more scared of Federal Fell for some reason. So they march on Federal Fell, and that's what Malak wants to show um, Hall Belloth is the destruction of Federal Fell, who, by the way, is already dead, along with all of the word bearers. Yeah, <laughs> they're all they've all sacrificed themselves. This makes no sense to me. They've sacrificed themselves so that demons can possess their body. But these demons do not know how to fire guns. <laughs> <laughs> but they have claws. <laughs> yeah, they don't even there. It doesn't even say that they like grew abnormal claws. They're just like scratching and punching space <laughs> marines in full ceramite armor. And I'm like, what do you think? is going to happen here because in my reading, it didn't seem like very many, if any ultramarines actually died from that. Yeah. They were just kind of putting them down and they were outnumbered like 10 to one. It was like, you have like gave up all tactical advantage. Like you could have just stayed Marines and probably killed majority of the ultramarines. No, no, we, we got to sacrifice ourselves to the gods, man. So, and then in the wake of that, Malak is like, Hobel is like, wow, I can't believe you just let Federal Fell die. Malak is like, oh yeah, watch this, and blows up all of Hobel's <laughs> army. So it's like the Ultramarines literally are doing nothing at this point. You know what I mean? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So where where are we fighting? <laughs> yeah. So thousands of um, word bears die in an explosion that Malak puts off. He's like, it was a worthy sacrifice. Because now we can descend into demonhood or ascend. So you have like two part <laughs> demons. Descending. <laughs> it's kind of a descending because you think about it. This is what blows my mind. Okay. So they invade. They're able to invade the uh, sanctuary that Ventanus was from. They call it uh, Catacomb X. or yeah, Arcology X. Arcology X. Yeah. I don't know why that was important, but it came up like 30 times throughout the book. And I was like, all right, our ecology X. Okay. <laughs> so Paul Belloff and like a dreadnought who's already dead, by the way, and is just carrying the life eater virus. He's got like no weapons on him. Dreadnoughts carrying the weapon virus and like six terminators are like, all right, we're going to kill. We're going to go in and we're going to kill all the citizens. And Kalth will be dead even more. And so, <laughs> yeah, I really don't understand the whole thought process. They're like, "What? There's nothing left. Like, yeah. well, what's even the point? Like, I would just mind just bounce." Dude, I remember thinking about this because we were talking about Sevatar in the Discord, and in my mind, I'm just like, if Sevatar was there, you know, they would be like, 
Ventana's like, all right, we're going to try and fight back against the the word bears. Savitar would be like, why? <laughs> yeah. You, you guys realize, like, we can't go outside. We are standing on a rock. <laughs> it's <laughs> we no, have no strategic food, advantage. No water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think maybe we should leave. <laughs> like, if they dedicated a quarter of the effort into leaving as they did into, like, fighting the word bears who are killing themselves way faster than they're killing them. <laughs> so it's like, sir, it's in the situation. Like, well, fuck, like we don't really need to do anything. Yeah. Like, and I mean, same thing for the word bears too. Like we have the whole first story with Erebus where he fell was one of the ones that got the blade. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So in theory, if they would have had that blade, they could cut through space and leave. Yeah. Was, I don't think of the other ones there that had it. Yeah, Hallbell, Hall, Sixer, and Fell were three yeah. of the nine. Three of the nine? Six. Were they not fucking taught how to do it? No, <laughs> they weren't. just give you the Only blades? Erebus, yeah. What was so, the point of the blades then? Why did you have that story? Like, I gotta so, make the blades for them now. <laughs> this, is, this is what I think about the blades, is the blades are used to... Like when they die, they become demons. So I think they're used to channel that like power. And we know like the blades have power, whatever. It, we've seen that. Like if you hold the Anna theme, you can do weird shit or whatever. How fucking useful it is if you can just cut a hole in space and yeah. just walk your ass through it. Erebus didn't train them in that. We only know two people <laughs> that are alive that can do that at this point. So. As I pour myself some more meat to talk about the discussion of the word bears mercilessly destroying the uh, just So this is the word bears plan. Just inject alcohol? This is the word bears plan, right? Like, okay, we have two forces. We outnumber the ultramarines 100 to 1. Step one, kill half our forces and sacrificial ritual <laughs> so they can come back as demons that only know how to fist fight. Genius, genius. I love it. Oh, this is perfect. Kill step, them all. <laughs> step two, blow up the other half of our forces in a sacrificial ritual so one of us can become like kind of demony. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, yes. <laughs> Invade the Ultramarines with eight people. Holy shit, this is amazing. So they go in. Oh my god. <laughs> they start blowing up like civilians, and I'm like, sure. And the civilians, it's they're actually like killing Terminators in the store. It's they like, also have know. like a bunch of cultists still, too. Like, how are the cultists still alive? Yeah, like the the, the board bearers. Yeah. Well, how are the people still alive? Yeah, that, that are, too. <laughs> there's a lot. Like, I can see like a hundred. Well, there's like a thousand, like thousands. <laughs> yeah, there's probably close to a million people still on Calp, which I know doesn't seem like a lot. Um, but reading, no, no they fear. They don't have a that, fucking son. <laughs> how are, wait a minute. It's like, okay, so these people survived like mass genocide, literally giant spaceships the size of cities having cash. What are they eating and drinking? Yeah, so that's another thing. Is they make it very clear in the very beginning of the book, like we we don't have any fucking food. I'm like okay, well they they're gonna be dead in days, days, weeks. Yeah, if they don't have any water, no. Like this yeah, is I mean, gonna be you can't get water from the surface. That shit's tainted. That's yeah. radiated 
And it also talks about they can't really drink water underground because the word bears are sacrificing themselves. Fucking <laughs> word bears. Stop <laughs> killing yourselves. <laughs> we're, we're so thirsty. <laughs> so they invade with six people, and lo and behold, the Ultramarines make it back in time. Ventanus kicks the shit out of a couple demons, and they killed the, the six people killed like 200 people. And I'm like, well, that was, was good, but you could have done a lot more with 20,000 troops, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they would have just done that in the beginning, it makes no sense to me. The, the word bears, like, mentality on things. But that that's the story of uh, that one. What's that? What was it called? The old calf? Uh, the calf that was. Yeah, the calf that was. But that was indeed a story. Yeah, so that next- was... Uh, that was an interesting one. No one, yeah. no, no one got hurt. No, no Ultramarines were harmed in the making of this story. Quite, <laughs> I don't think they killed any. Next is Dark Heart. So Dark Heart was. Yeah, I got a refresher. It was a story I was anticipating to be here, but it didn't go in depth to things that I was wanting. So basically, this story was supposed to show what what happened to. Um, Corferion. Oh yeah, I had that one. Because he was bear. he was like dead. You know? Yeah. Uh Gilliman ripped his heart out. This story is by Anthony Reynolds, and the main character of the story is um what is his name? Marduk. Uh, Marduk. Marduk. Yeah. So Marduk's a word bearer. And I'm telling you, I don't understand like word bearers and emperor, <laughs> word bearers and emperor's children like how do they like maintain a population? Yeah, it makes no sense at so, all. They are Mar- literally just killing each other at all times. Marduk um, killed his master because he felt like he wasn't teaching him enough. And then Corferion was like, promote that motherfucker right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you oh, never, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> never thought that like uh Corferian's like advisors, like, sir, if we keep promoting people that kill each other, I think that we're we need to make a statement that it's not okay to just murder all these <laughs> word bearers. He's like, we've got thousands of them. Like, that's no big deal. Uh, and it's like, okay, yeah, we'll just keep. I mean, killing. even Lorgar says like almost the exact same thing later on. Yeah, I want to talk like, about that too. Like literally <laughs> different. Like, I just I can kill word bearers. They're well, just word bearers. You can kill a hundred, and I'll take the seven that survive. Yeah, oh, like, okay, cool. <laughs> the statistics behind. So, my based off of the math, my mental math, the word bear started out before Cal as the second largest legion. I think they may be the smallest at this point because they've been getting nah, slaughtered. There's always the Raven Guard mm. and all three of them. <laughs> the word bears are striving to be the Raven Guard. <laughs> Let's see how many more we can fucking kill. <laughs> I mean, literally, you have main characters just dying. It's like, Erebus is like, oh, well, I'm going to kill Argyle Tall. No, I'm going <laughs> to kill this person. I'm going to kill this person. Like, Erebus has killed more word bears than any Ultramarine. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's nuts. So, Darkheart is about Marduk. Like I said, he kills his former master um, because he feels like he can, he's trying to train to be. It's so weird because they're they're not psychers. 
So they can touch the warp. They're like apostles, but they're not psychers, right? Like they can just commune with the warp, the demons of the warp, and they yeah. give them power. They're like Kaplans or cultists on steroids because they're ultramarines. So, you mean word bearers? Well, yeah, I, I meant space marines, but yes. <laughs> um, they serve. Uh, Marduk kills his master, and he tells Corfarion that he did it with a really powerful spell. Corfarion was like, "Well, at least it was cool." So you're promoted. <laughs> Because I don't know. Now I'm interested. Yeah. And then it kind of overlaps with the end of No No Fear, where Corfarion goes into battle with um, the other Ultramarines. This kind of pissed me off. If you remember in the battle, Theol, like, kills. What's his face? Uh, The. uh, The named ones, yeah. Yes. It's I can pull it up. It's like right here. Kafarian to Sorat Shure. Sorat Shure. Yeah, so he was the guy that made the first kill at Calf. And Theo like chopped his face off. Yeah, I think and you're then right. and then at the end of this book, it's like, well, he's just like walking around with half a face. And I'm like, like, why wouldn't you I guys... still got hair. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Ultramarines can't fucking kill any word bears. They have to kill themselves. They could sit back please, in lounge please chairs. Please kill him. If they would have just sat back in some lounge chairs, they would have won Catfish watching murder each other. <laughs> it's sad. That's so true. Yeah, so Theo, even the badass, he can't even kill Sorat Shure, whoever the fuck, like some random named shitty word bear character that accomplished yeah, slices almost- all the other ones just fine though yeah so corfarian gets his like heart ripped out by gilliman and again like gilliman himself can't even kill word almost got killed by corfarian i know like he should have just stayed at home and i'm like all right guys well we're just gonna leave i'm sure you'll kill more word bears by doing nothing <laughs> like so Corfarian gets escorted back, and Murduk is like, ah, this is the link he had with the other side, the warp, in order to do all of his powerful stuff. He had to promise the warp something, and it was that he would find a suitable host to whatever demon aided him. And he was like, Corfarion, that's the host. And that's how Corfarion lives. Ew. No awesome. mention of a space battle. <laughs> <laughs> also, why? I don't understand how like Corfarion is so fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah, he's very similar to what's his face, Luther, the Luther. At least Luther was a warrior. Yeah, but Luther also is it recognizes that he's not that powerful. He gets his power from being uh, an amazing advisor and a strategic thinker. Yeah, but he was still a good fighter. I mean, he yeah. was still Corf- a hero of Calth. Or Corfarium not Calth, fucking a, Caliban. Corfarium was just a priest. Yeah, I'm imagining this like old skinny motherfucker who's just a dick to everyone. Why is this guy so powerful? Kind of a shitty priest, too. Like, the guys aren't even choosing him. They're like, oh, this guy's fucking... Whatever he's Corfarion, we don't really care. He's like the. I don't understand how Lorgar hasn't killed him. He's like so like I am your father. 
dude yeah fuck off. i will break your fucking neck with my hand <laughs> my mind Lord are gonna yeah. do that now so that is the story of dark heart um the ending of that was okay i, d- I didn't give a shit about this marduk character i don't give really care about sark yeah. touche i'm I really upset all about that marduk. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really upset that Corfarion didn't actually die and that this story wasn't actually like an epic space battle that they said. Like, <laughs> One of the best in the world. Or the galaxy. Yeah, Onunofir was like, and then they had the craziest space battle you can imagine. I was like, wow, I'm imagining it right now. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. <laughs> I'd say, okay, let me try and imagine the craziest space battle. Oh, yeah. Expertly it. written. So many spins. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost glad that they they probably were sitting down like, all right, we need a book about a space battle. And somebody's like, a whole fucking book? Holy shit. That sounds It's, it's called Furious of the Abyss, man. That sounds or Battle like, for the Abyss, whatever. That sounds like horrible to write. There's a, there's a spin in space that puts them at an upper and right angle as it comes in it's like dude i can't write that all like the entire book of that <laughs> it would be painful to read honestly and they're like okay let's just maybe that's what damnation of Pith- pithos is it's just a fucking space battle the whole time that's why it's so bad that might be what it is <laughs> <laughs> i've heard so many negative things about this book and in my mind like that sounds terrible which is why i'm hoping they just write and it was the craziest space battle <laughs> it's the opening line <laughs> And then we have the story of the Traveler by David Annandale. Uh, we don't know anything that he's written so far. I think he's done a short story. Okay, this highlighted. This was the first story to make me realize and highlighted a huge problem in this book is that this book has practically no importance to the heresy. Done. And it's about the same legion we just read about. So you think it's like the scale of importance to the heresy and enjoyment, it's both low. Yeah. Because everything that happens in this book makes no impact in the actual storyline whatsoever. It doesn't even really flesh out anything either. None of it. Like my favorite one is the all person one, which might go somewhere. I could see that one. It could go something else, but it didn't go anywhere here. True. <laughs> like it ended in the same place that it started. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the traveler is about a demon. What oh, fuck? Which one's the traveler? Is <laughs> it's about the dude that survived the space fort. And he now finds himself underground and he starts hearing voices. Oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> this is the first voice heard one. The first voice. There's a lot of <laughs> book. And I'm just like, wow, this is so these people need to take medication. So I like this book. I like this story because it hi- like this. This book is all about highlighting ideas and not necessarily progressing stories. So the Traveler is very simply about a character that survived a highly catastrophic event, even more catastrophic than Calf. He was in space and survived the fall from space. And oh, yeah. This is the one where he is. Uh, he goes crazy. Like 
Yeah. Yeah. So he makes it underground and they're digging tunnels. Another like one of the stories where they're like, there's like 17,000 people here and like two bananas <laughs> <laughs> and one doctor. I'm like, these guys, what is happening? Like how these people would be dying so quickly. And they're like, there's no water. There's no bananas. And here's a dude just like <laughs> trying to clear out a cave tunnel with a pickaxe. <laughs> that dude's going to be the first to go. <laughs> He's going to be dying of dehydration in like 20 minutes. Watch. <laughs> so this guy's been, he's clearing out a tunnel and he starts hearing voices. Um, now, at first, it's not that big of a deal, but he starts to realize that the voices are trying to tell him that there's like some evil thing occurring. And he thinks that it has to do with a certain person in the cave system with him. Don't remember the guy's name, but he goes to the commander of the tunnel. This is like, hey, this person's evil. He's going to go do some crazy stuff in the mine shafts. And it turns out that a different person blew up the medical facility. The doctor. The fucking doctor. The doctor did it. Yeah. So... A bunch of people died, but he was the only one that survived. And the commander also died there, too. So they decided to make him the commander because they believed, get this, he was blessed by the emperor. Yes, for having because foreseen. there was another survivor who, when he went to see the captain, there was this girl there, too, who was a fellow believer of the divinity, blah, 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 blah. And she got sent somewhere else, like to like the tunnels. And he was like chasing after the commander. When the saw the doctor and he just like comes out smiling and just blows up everything. Mm-hmm. So they make this guy, the guy's having all the visions and the voices, the new leader. And he starts realizing that, oh, these voices are supposed to tell me who's traitor and who's not. So he just tells me like there's more traitors. The voices are telling the emperor is telling me the that God there are emperor. traitors. Therefore, we should kill them. And she's like, that's a fucking, that's genius. Let's just, just <laughs> you, t- tell me who's point. evil. Tell me who's evil and we'll kill them. So this dude just starts pointing at people. He gets delusional. He goes insane. And like, he, he just, he just keeps going. And then, um, an hour later, they killed all 15,000 people. And there's like 50 people remaining. And like, at no point in time where the people shooting the guns, like, I just, uh, are we, Are we sure? sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of traitors. Like, you think that if there was only 20 loyal people, they would have just killed them day one. You know what I yeah, mean? That would make sense. <laughs> like, oh, well, this seems like a traitor cabin. I guess we can just make sure that all the loyal people are dead. There's only 20 of them. But no one thought that through. Maybe there's like multiple groups of traitors that didn't know that group A was a traitor. So they were like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. No one thought about this process. Um, and then the dude pointing everyone out turns into a demon who saw that coming. He kills everybody. And uh, at the end, like an ring comes and murders the guy. That's the story. It's a whole story. What I like about the story is it points out the current situation, in my opinion, of the uh, ecclesiarchy, the church of the God Emperor. I feel like this is how they are. Yeah. 
they're quick to burn anybody who could possibly maybe even associate with the idea of heresy to prevent it from oh, spreading. Some of the religious. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds like every religion. fucking religion ever. We're talking like Christianity during the dark ages. <laughs> <laughs> like it was crazy. They're killing everyone. Um, they even go on crusades. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's all coming together. <laughs> there's we've, a, we've solved it. <laughs> there's a faction we can play called the Black Templars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is not okay. I don't know if Games Workshop knows about this. Maybe they're extremely evil people. Who knows? So Probably. Yes. Um, at least greedy motherfuckers, that's for sure. So this definitely goes to show like how the religion of the God Emperor obviously gets so out of hand that it's actually worshipping the Chaos Gods. An interesting story and one that like uh, it makes sense to me. I think this is the first time we've seen the Lecto Divinicus get a little crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was okay, but kind of at the end of the day, like one of the weaker ones. This book was weak. It was. Speaking of a weak story, we have a story called A Deeper Darkness by Rob Sanders. This, this is, is another. This is, yeah, I think it's Rob that does this, where he made it like first person. And it really threw me off. It was either this one or the. John French one. Oh, yeah. This one is first person. Throws me off every time. Oh, I didn't even notice it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a good point. Wait, way to catch that, Dylan. Oh, thank you. It's a father the fuck out of me. Uh, this follows somebody that was in Fear to Tread. I don't remember. I don't remember. In Fear to Tread? You mean No No Fear? Yeah, No No Fear. Sorry. Um, you get your fucking books together, dude. So sorry. Well, if you remember, <laughs> no, no fear. There was the triarch that we know, and then there was another triarch that's. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's also on Cal. There's two triarchs, and he's like leading tetrarch a, or something like tetrarch, that. Tetrarch, yeah. He's leading a different and and like cave system, and you know they go in to kill some word bears, and they've already killed themselves. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm I'm seeing a reoccurring theme here. So uh, one of these ultramarines is very like he really wants to kill some word bears. Like he's like all he's disobeying orders to try and kill as many word bears as he can, and he and realizes like specifically hunting one. Yeah, there's like a, spe- a specific word bearer leader. There's like, we need to kill this guy. It's like a war band. He's running in underground tunnels. War and tunnels. so the captain gives him like a, a squad of people to go investigate this underwater pathway that leads to a cave system where they believe this word bear is hiding out. And again, in my mind, I'm like, how the fuck are these people still alive? <laughs> so they make it underground. They're walking through the caves. People start disappearing and they find out. All the word bears, guess what they did? 
they kill themselves? They fucking killed themselves. <laughs> they killed themselves. Like, I don't know. They sent, like, they sent, this is what's crazy to me, dude. This is mind blowing. They sent three Ultramarines. Okay. There's, like, in this squad, a few hundred minimum to a few thousand. I don't really know word bears. Right. Yeah. They killed themselves to summon something that these three ultramarines were able to defeat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, if you would have just stayed a space marine, like you could have killed the three ultramarines really easily. Like you could have just put a guard parameter around where the train comes out of the water and just lit it up and everyone would have died. And that's super effective. Yeah. the The gods, the gods wouldn't believe in our faith. It makes no sense. Like, at the same time, too, they summon something that couldn't, like, go into the water. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, how are you going to do anything? Don't worry, man. They're going to find this, and it's going to fuck them up so hard. All three of them. <laughs> all, <laughs> right, all, all thousand people. You ready to kill kill themselves? And there's, like, one dude that escaped. He was probably the dude in the back, like, this is a really fucking stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, why are we killing ourselves? Yeah, this is. I'm just gonna get out of here. This is so. It was, he was probably Alpha Legion. <laughs> yeah, probably the one Alpha Legion dude. Like, oh, this is fucking god ridiculous. damn. It. I drew the worst straw here. <laughs> Word pairs suck. <laughs> so you want to kill like thousands of us to summon a thing? Yeah. Is it like a? Is it a Titan? No, it's like a some really scary looking demon thing. Dude, it's so scary though. Okay, well, I'm gonna. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna cut my eyeballs real quick, and I'm out. Yeah. So they get to the back of the cavern. They realize this this demon thing that they summoned. The way it works is it's like Medusa. If you look at it, you get turned to stone. Now, what I liked about this book is the the Ultramarines. They're very Roman esque, and this seemed like a Greek or Roman tragedy story, or like a. Uh, a mythology story that you would typically read from these times because the Romans just basically like copied the Greeks on their entire religion, you know? <laughs> so it was kind of cool to see. It was basically like the story of Medusa's lair. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. So the main character realizes that the way to beat this is that it has to look at its own reflection. And at the end, you know, the space Marine looks at it after it's been paralyzed and the girl that survives looks at it, but she's so crazy after looking at it that he's like, I got to kill her. So he fucking shoots her <laughs> and the demon thing. And now he's like trapped in this weird cavern. So the thing is, like, is he alive? Did he kill himself? Well, he only had one shot. That's true. It was a one shot, one kill situation. And it kind of like left it like ambiguous whether he killed her himself yeah i think he did i think he lined it up he did a he did a a one shot two kill he lined it up to where it kills her goes through blows up the the stone thing of the demon you know should just kill himself yep this is what blows my mind about this entire scenario though too is i don't know maybe it's just me having a small mind but the people on Calf that have survived have seen demons before. Yeah. The whole hook of this is, is like, this demon, way scarier looking. <laughs> it's the scariest fucking thing you've I'm ever like, seen. Things from the warp are like freaking crazy looking, right? Like, 
we've seen it in the books. They're like really freaky looking demons and seeing we've seen them in like video games, you know, and on tabletops. But like if you actually saw one of those real life, like right in front of you, it would be the most terrifying thing ever. It'd shit your pants. Yeah. These people have already seen that. And it's like, what is it that this thing has? You know what so I mean? So much scarier, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, it's undescribable. It's so oh, dark, dude. That's super convenient for the writer that it's undescribable. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't have to describe it. Light <laughs> like passes through it or some shit. It's a, just a blob that absorbs bullets. Just believe me. It's real free. <laughs> <laughs> it has like three teeth. It's you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it if I told you. So I'm not going to. Great writing. Yes, ten out of ten. So then we move on to oh man, what's the next one? Uh, Underworld War by ADB. Okay, so this was it was okay. I thought it, it was, was at least interesting. It was an interesting concept. Yeah. So. There's a big twist at the end of it. Basically, it's about a Gal Vorbeck. Gal. Yeah, Gal Vorbeck, that's what I'm calling him. Yeah. That is on Calf. We know, based off of this story, that they're making more Gal Vorbeck. Um, this is seven years into Calf. Which is not real, though. Right. Well, I so, mean, that's how it's set up as. Yeah, so basically, like, the story starts out as a Gal Vorbeck that's been fighting for seven years underground in Kelf. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't kill yourself yet? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And, like, you finally get, like, this thing from the Gal Vorbeck. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's like, this is really stupid. And he talks, he's talking to, like, one of his Terminator friends. And the Terminator's like, that's... That's heresy. That's heresy. <laughs> I'm like, uh... <laughs> well, that's ironic, don't you think? <laughs> is it? Is it heresy? <laughs> so... <laughs> we have to kill all the Ultramarines. Dude, they're fucking... They're gonna die no matter what. Yeah. Why don't we just leave? And this guy, this guy Warback, which is like the smartest character... This, this is the smartest word bearer. This guy's smarter than Argo Tall. Smartest word bearer I've ever seen. He's like, listen, we killed the Ultramarines, who were our friends. We've been fighting in the caves for seven years. There's like 12 of us left. <laughs> Ultramarines completely <laughs> outnumber us. And like, he's like, he said it. He said the thing that I've been waiting for everyone to say. He's like, they could send a rescue ship anytime they want to. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, they could have in the past seven years. Lorgar could have been like, you two small ships go and rescue people. on <laughs> So it could have happened. Could have happened. He's like. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Most genius word bear I've ever seen in my life. He said, why have we not been rescued yet? Like, yeah, I this understand. Like, I understand a couple months, a year's a stretch. Maybe there was some crazy war fuckery. But six years? <laughs> I'm out of here, dog. <laughs> this doesn't, there's no surprise here. They know we're here. Yeah, he's like, well, that, they're, they're very aware. And... I mean, I would have been like the word was like, and also, why haven't the Ultramarines came to be rescued? Like, what the fuck is up with that? Like, <laughs> they should be leaving too. Yeah, so, and they have so many planets around them; they should be able to just like whoop, 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 and exactly. gone. Okay, like, you're in the entire realm of Ultramar. Like, cannot one planet be like, ah, 
We'll sacrifice some ships. Maybe we'll help that a million or so people underground dying. We're going to travel like light years away to see if we can find Sanguinius. Yeah, they're doing like crazy <laughs> shit. Like Gilliman's just cruising around looking for word bearers to kill. It's like, why don't you, you know, <laughs> go just back there. Starship blasting metal. Yeah. Driving by Kath every now and again flipping them off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking losers. <laughs> Finding tunnels. No son, bitches. <laughs> Here's some vitamin D. They're caught slacking, dude. <laughs> that is so crazy. It's so true that this word bear is like, um, <laughs> it's been so many years. Uh, and like Gilliman is totally just cruising around. Like he just pops up. Like, oh, Sanguinius, it's you. Like, he's over here in Ultramar, and then the next week, like, he's fighting Angron. It's like, he's he's totally just fucking cruising. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Doesn't care about Kath at all. Yeah. So, the word bearer goes, the, the Galvorvac, who, by the way, fought a librarian, so his inner demon is suppressed for the moment. Right? Yeah. So, he goes onto the service of Kalth which he thinks he can withstand. But as he's going through and like looking at all the bodies, he's doing a really dumb thing. Like this is where he gets dumb where he's like, I'm going to find all the chapters and remember them. Yes. No one will forget those who died here for our sacrifice for being fucking left behind you bitches. Most people don't even know about it. Yeah. <laughs> like you think wait, that wait, the lion like Kalth? Yeah. You think like the lion or the first legions like, oh well, what about the people of Kalth? Like they're like they don't fucking care. What the hell's Kalth? You think Fulgrim's <laughs> even thought about Kalth in his entire life? Like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> He's got some other problems going on right now. Yeah, he the dude had a brilliant idea in the beginning. Uh let's get the fuck out of here. Um, but then he decided to just like walk around Kalth for a while. And that's when the demon wakes up and starts curing him of cancer because uh, <laughs> the sun is giving him tumors. Hey, doctors, idiots, you idiots, you, you fools. The cure for cancer has been there forever. You just need to be possessed. Dumbasses. Not that hard. <laughs> Jeez. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Turns out that the demon was like lying to him because the Galvorback starts hearing voices. And the demon's like, nah, they're not there. You're just, you have tumors and shit in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to eat this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me eat your tumors and you'll stop being all weird. And then bodies, though, start to come to life and attack the Galvorback, which is nuts because these are like zombies. And he can easily kill them. He's got wings. He can fly like incredibly. How has he survived underground for six years if this dude can't even throw a punch? <laughs> so he dies. But it, it turns out that this entire thing was like a a vision. So what was happening was he, he was a, a word bearer that before Cal had been selected for the uh, Cal Fourback program. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you've been selected for the Cal Fourback program. And uh, Argotal summons him, and Argotal's like, hey, like, congratulations. <laughs> uh, you have two options. And the first option was like, you need to go through this really long process you of starving yourself and doing all this stuff, and, and then they might accept you. 
And the second option is to just, just die right now. And I was really expecting at least one of the options was like, or you just keep being Man. a space marine. <laughs> no, that was an option. Or else I was like, look, like this can either be like really fucking painful right now or really fucking painful over a long period of time. Take your pick, though. Yeah, I was like, well, thanks. So this guy chooses the really short option where he's like, just kill me. Um, Which apparently but, every single space marine before him has also done the same thing. Yeah, they're like, just kill me. Just do it. Wow. For the, um, or not for the emperor, for the gods. I would have been like, yeah, I'm going to starve myself. How to find an escape pod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These theory? people are fucking crazy. <laughs> the one-off yeah. legendary is like, god damn it. <laughs> I've been chosen for the Cal Vorback program. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm Alfarious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this is like one word bear is like, messaging Gilliman, hey, so this shit's about to happen. I just went off this fucking trip. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, I'm totally, I'm going to go just starve myself. That's what I'm going <laughs> to do. That's it. That's the plan. Yeah, you got to you gotta starve yourself. And, like, cut your body for like eight months. Like, carve runes into your body. Eight months later, I arrive like fatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like serious? the weight loss fasting. I thought you meant... I thought you meant feasting. Shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we should probably start the process over again, Mr. Tall. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Tall. <laughs> How long does it have to do this? 30 days? Shit. Okay. Okay. I could probably do that. <laughs> My cousin did a program like that. He lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight, but you put it all back on. Let me tell you. Yeah, once you start eating again, it's over. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> so the demons, no, my my body. It's so fat. I can't do anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would be the demon though. Like if, <laughs> this blows my mind. Like the guy who decides to eat, I'd be like, I want that guy. Like <laughs> that seems like a not so miserable existence. Yeah, that guy looks like he's having a good time. You didn't carve yourself with runes? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. Let's go see if we can have sex with some demon chicks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, son of a bitch, I'm in. Can you get one of the Slanesh demons for me? I think I'm not. I need need my three titties big dick girl demon. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the big dick girl demon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So, anyway... This guy gets killed by Argotol. The demon possesses him. But basically what happens during this possession process is you'll get the visions. And apparently everybody is seeing visions of Calf and what they would do on Calf. So this whole six-year span was like a, a, a psych. It's not six years. Well, it's not all, they don't all see Calf. Some see other shit. Yeah, some see like the past. Some don't say what they see. Uh, but this guy was seeing Calvin. It was basically a whole test to see if this guy could be a worthy subject. It's, it's like, nah. And then you get that really funny conversation where Argal Tall is talking to Lorgar. And Argal Tall is like, yeah, I, I can't do this. And in my mind, Argal Tall is like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing? And Lorgar's like, why? It's just the dude that died. And he's like, there's been a lot of people. That died. Every single one but three. <laughs> yeah, and and, and Lorgar's like, hmm, hmm. you know what you should do. 
get weaker Space Marines. <laughs> and Argolotol is like, that's going to make it so much worse. There's going to be like way, way fewer Space Marines that survive. And Norgar's like, yeah, I don't really care about that. I just, I want to keep my stronger Space Marines. Norgar's having this ingenious idea <laughs> where it's like, wait a minute. We've actually had really bad success rates with these, <laughs> with demons because they, they kind of just only know how to punch things. He's like, keep my more powerful space marines just in case I actually need to win a battle. <laughs> but you can kill like a million more for three demons. I mean, I guess if that's going to keep the gods happy. Like, it's <laughs> it's insanity. But Argyle, it's all, you know, he's like, yeah, whatever you say, daddy. <laughs> Bunch of, bunch of dad boys in this in this series. You do get the the little scene at the end where Lorgar's like, "Oh, see if they'll like a dreadnought," which is where I think the hell brute comes from. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so apparently the demons are gonna try and go into dreadnoughts now. It was uh, that story was very funny to me. Actually, our review of it was more funny. To me. <laughs> Give me one of those Slanesh demons, one of those big dick <laughs> demon girls. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I like this guy a lot. <laughs> he knows what's up. Next we have the last two stories. Uh, the the second to last one is Anatheme. A theme. A theme? Is it, I keep calling it Anatheme. It's a, a theme? A, a theme? I, I say Anatheme as well. Yeah, because one of them is called Anatheme, one's called a theme. I don't know. Maybe one's... It's a, They're all the fucking same to me. Someone in Discord is going to be like, you, you idiots. You buffoons. You, I'm going to say it's a European thing. You morons. <laughs> it's anatheme because it's this, and then it's a theme because it's this. It's going to happen. That's so, right. We'll tell them. We'll tell them off. You, you buffoons. <laughs> you think we care about your words? <laughs> <laughs> so I think the last two stories actually go very hand in hand. Like, I think the second story is like literally picks up from where the story leaves off. Yeah. So the a fame is the story of the dagger that Kral Faust had in uh, No No Fear that eventually all Pearson picks up and uses to cut. Which confuses me because didn't Erebus create this? No. How the fuck did he? What do you mean? Who who all did Erebus give the blades to? This is a different blade. It is not associated with the Shards of Erebus. I want to make this very clear. I'm <laughs> not associated with the, a theme that killed Horus. Okay? Different no, no, no not theme. that one. Of the seven that he made. Those seven were made from the one that killed Horus. I know, but didn't he give one to this guy? No. Okay, that's Kral what I thought. Faust was a human. He what? didn't give any to humans. Yeah, Kral Faust is the cultist that all Pearson steals the blade from. Oh, yeah, he was that weird motherfucker. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Did he die, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Who kills him? Pretty sure he gets shot in the face by old person. He does not. It talks about... Uh, no, they think about way. They drag his body away or something. I don't... I So he they leave him to die but he lives and i think he tries to go to the north to find them and i think they either they kill him there or something happens i don't remember that was like five books ago yeah so basically this is a story first it starts off 
in the hands of some guy who makes it. And then a dude. What the hell? Gog. Yeah, Gog. I was like, ooh, Gog, Gog. something like that. <laughs> it was Gog. A dude named Gog gets the dagger from the dude that makes it and kills the guy with it. So there's a reoccurring theme with this dagger that whoever possesses it is killed by it eventually. Now, this chain kind of breaks near the end. I think it's a little weird that they chose to do that, but that's just kind of how the process works. So God gets it. God is immortal. Yeah. And is killed by the emperor. Which is very weird that they did since the blade or something. I would say... I mean, he was killed by the Emperor, right? That was, or at it least was to supposed to be. So he was killed by a group of knights, and one of them was wearing golden armor. It summoned fucking lightning from the sky. Yeah, um, okay. Seems like an Emperor thing. Uh, so, in some point in time, the Emperor killed a dude named Gog, <laughs> who was <laughs> immortal on Terra. It seemed almost like the time period, it was almost like the Knights of the Round Table. Like yeah. it was like King Arthur. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I, I assumed it was. And I think like maybe maybe this was trying to say like the Emperor was King Arthur. The Emperor could be fucking anyone. He could be everyone. He could be Alpharius. <laughs> oh, Everyone says Alpharius can be someone, but no one's ever thought about the Emperor being Alpharius. <laughs> You're fucking welcome. So they kill Gog, burn down the building with the Thame inside. Many, many years pass, and an archaeologist. Not really. That we know. Yeah. Um, he's not an archaeologist that we know. It's, it's just like some random, like, servant or some, like, college student basically that's going along with their professor to dig on an archaeological site but their professor is um the two archaeologists from prospero burns prospero burns yes uh the the main character of prospero burns casper hauser and uh Eid. n-a-v-i-d yeah yeah don't remember his last name yeah navid maybe who knows Uh um so he he gets this and hides it from them. And then this girl named Mirza kills him and reveals that she's a part of society. What's society? Uh, oh, no, not Mirza. I'm sorry. Naveed Mirza is his name. Uh, Magritte. Magritte. She says she's a cognate. Can someone in the Discord let us know what a cognate is? Is that the group from Prospero Burns that was trying to get Casper? What group? The fucking secret group that like he went to the library and they like we're just like walking down and like trying to trap him. And they all had like a Thames. I don't remember. He was, he was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. Fuck you guys. 
Because David was, was that in his that was in his past. Yes. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Sounds about right. So, she kills him. Then she goes off and joins a cult on some planet. I don't remember Tharn, where she like stares into fire for a long time. <laughs> Almost goes blind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that must so be she, some bright ass fire. Yeah, so she's like looking for a secret. The universe has a secret. She's looking for it, and she found out that the secret is to not stare at fire forever. <laughs> <laughs> the word bearers always find you. Yeah, so for some reason, there's like a random word bearer. Just chilling out in these catacombs where people stare at fire. <laughs> <In the> dark. <laughs> which seems like a very word bear thing to do. Really like, like, you know, they're reporting on like what they're doing. And he's like, I'm going to go stand in the catacombs on this planet for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> and the other word bear is like, that makes sense, dude. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Find, find yourself a good catacomb. That shit's always dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus be the god emperor. Yeah, yeah, you know. Any graveyards, any weird shit, anything you can do, get there, get there. You're doing your part, man. <laughs> so she dies at the hands of this word bearer that's at the bottom of a catacomb, just chilling out. You know, that's what he does at catacombs. And uh, his name is Anacreon, who dies because he gets who he's killed by. Another word bear. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm what you, we need to look at the statistics for this because I am very positive that word bears have killed more word bears than any other <laughs> so far in the books. It's nuts. I mean, we're talking thousands. So it gets handed off to um, some dude, Zen. His name is yeah. Zen. Who then has people fight each other to the death in a pit. And Zen gets this realization that like that dagger is going to kill him if he remains attached to it. So he gives it to one of the dudes who is Kral Faust who wins the fight. And he's like, you keep that dagger. I don't want to fuck around with that. You know? <laughs> and Kral Faust at the end, I remember reading it in... Uh, no, no fear. He's like, dude, he gave me this dagger because he likes me. Like, you idiot. <laughs> Word, Word bearers, bearers don't, don't like, like anyone. That's what I'm <laughs> uh, so that is, that's the whole story. And then it talks about how, like, all Pearson obviously gets it in No, No Fear. Yeah. Um, run a little, little late here, but we do want to talk about the last story, Unmarked, because there's a lot of stuff going on here. So Unmarked is the continuation. It's by Dan Abnett. It's literally written in the same format. Format, um, And I love that it's called Unmarked because if you remember from No No Fear, uh, it's like Mark whatever, whatever, yeah. however many hours before. So this is like Mark question mark because they're in the Imperium and no one knows where they are. Mm -hmm. And the story, the title of the story is Unmarked. So like you don't know when the mark is. But at the same time, they don't have the mark of Calf. Yeah. Because they were not affected by the sun. It's radiation. Because they got out of it. So, kind of a play on words there. I, I, I like the way he named it. But, basically, all Pearson has led this ragtag group of people into 
the Imperium, Immaterium kind of place. It's like a not necessarily terrible location like the Immaterium, but it's kind of like a halfway dimension is what I feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's like cutting through Shard's reality and like making it to the next place where the cut can be made and like going on and on traveling to this undisclosed location that we don't know about as readers. And hint, you don't ever find out in this story. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just pieces of his past. Yeah. Um, he finds out he's being chased by something called Makar. It's a demon that's been sent after him. So he's basically like his, he's going through these little shards in his past. And one of the things that I found super interesting is uh, when they make it to World War II or World War I. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously a soldier of World War I, and he goes to a place called Varun. And I can't confirm, I'm like 99% sure Kroger is a perpetual. So this, if you, I've looked back at Angel Exterminatus, the place that he was having flashbacks about was Varun. So Kroger so was... So Varun is it Verdun? I thought it was Varun. I thought it was Verdun for some reason. I mean, it's, it's the name of it, yeah. you know, this place. Kroger was there. And he was in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Um, and all Pearson almost killed him. But all Pearson got, uh, it was like, there was like a counterattack and all Pearson had to flee. So I thought that was kind of cool that this place came up and it was the same place that Kroger that was had interesting. Like, yeah, flashbacks about Angel Exterminatus. And like, I love these stories, the perpetuals, because it seems like they're like the stories are just intertwined everywhere. And it, um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. John Grammaticus warns him that there's something coming after them and they keep running away and basically. Uh, all finds out that one of the people that are with him is slightly psychic, which is why the demon always knows how to get there. Now, John Grammaticus tells him he just needs to outrun the demon long enough because the demon has like a a time limit. Yeah. Yeah, because it has something else that's more important, apparently. Although I still don't understand why this one blade is so important. Like, if it's so important, why did a fucking random cultist have it? And now, like, I don't know, Erebus? Yeah, I mean, Erebus is working on a whole nother blade, which is now seven and or eight blades. Corfairon has had it, and Erebus had it. Like, it. like, they touched it at one point. If it's so important, why did neither of them keep it? Corfairon and Erebus never had this. Nah, it, they, they said it in uh, one of the lines. Like, it's been touched by Erebus and Corfairon. Oh, yes, 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 that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, in regards to the book, like all leads them to one, one scene I thought was really cool. They end up in the past, like before humanity was even a thing on Earth. Yeah. And they get attacked by demon monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> and Pearson was like, yeah, like the warp had been influencing um, Terra long before humans were a thing. Which was really confusing to me because I thought the warp was kind of fueled by thought and emotions. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I find that point, like the whole like demon monkey thing to be a little strange. You, yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the demon attacks him. It's, just, it's a floating black pyramid. Yep. That's what you got from it, right? Yeah. 
It's a floating black pyramid. And all Pearson goes to stab it. And the psychic girl's going crazy and just starts saying its name over and over again. But it keeps changing. And eventually it changes to Malak Cartho. Who, if we recall, that wasn't that was not a uh, miniature. Thirty miniatures dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was Calth all over again. <laughs> uh, if we recall, it was he was in the previous book. Um, he was the like chapel dude that was with Hall Belloff that also escaped Calth yeah. um, by cutting through reality with another a, a theme that was also not part of the shards Arabis. <laughs> completely different of theme um so yeah the demon had to go back and i guess possess him so we're at the the point where all pearson was like all right let's keep it's, going it's time to keep going and that's how the story ends so obviously like it kind of went nowhere like they could have started the story where it ended and just never had a demon chase them and that's that's where it was Yep. Yeah, so not a huge fan of this book. I just think it accomplished very little. It was kind of Yeah. What are what are your ratings? I think uh, as far as importance to the heresy, besides maybe like what happened to Corfarion and the Shards of Erebus story, I'd say it's like a one or two. I don't even know the Shards of Erebus even fucking matter. Yeah, based off of what we see, like apparently any of these fucking random blights can cut through space. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know what the significance of the shards are, or if it's just like, fuck it, let's give everyone a theme. You get a theme, you get a theme. He's handing them out like Oprah Winfrey gives out cars. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, uh, I'll probably I'd probably say two as well. Personal enjoyment, like a three. Yep, I'm actually in the same boat i like i like the graham one but man it dragged and like i honestly feel like all these stories kind of dragged like i really enjoyed the first one and i did enjoy the adb one and i enjoyed the old person one but i wasn't like amazed or like holy fuck that was so good i was just like yeah that was pretty decent that was a good short story yeah like they were decent short stories there wasn't anything that like that was mind-blowing of like a lot of the anthologies we'd see were there would always be like one story that really stood out. Yeah. Just didn't have that. And it kind of makes me not miss or want anthologies. <laughs> Some of them like are so good. And then others is like, ugh. So I'm like, still, I think it was like, Shadows of Treachery was really good. Shadows of Treachery was solid. But then you have like stories that stand out of certain ones that make them interesting. But yeah, I don't know. This was, it wasn't my favorite read, but I've already started Vulcan Lives and I'm so pumped. I will be starting that sometime this weekend. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sounds good. All right, guys. So that is our review of Mark of Kalf. Um, We should be recording with the Horus Hour, guys. Need to uh, get some logistics figured out for that. So that should, in theory, be our next episode. If not, it will still be one of our special episodes of Bullshit About Something. And that's what we do. We like the bullshit. If there's anything you want us to talk about specifically, let us know. Join the Discord. Tell us there. You can email us at theheresylodge at gmail.com. You can find our Discord pinned to our Twitter at Heresy Lodge. And if you want to contribute to the podcast, please feel free to tip. Don't feel like you need to, but hey, 
every little bit helps for the pod. Um, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, leave us comments there too. And that'll be it. We'll be back next week, guys. You have a good one.